Now, I got here a little bit late. I'll explain in a moment. So I didn't get the outlines in in time. The printer wasn't working, blah, 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 blah. So if you didn't get an outline and you need an outline this morning, raise your hand and we'll get one to you. Outlines needed over here. Mostly the worship team, I think. Wow. So here we are, the first Sunday of 2024. Yeah, it's only a week old. I don't know how it feels to you. I mean, Christmas seems like it was two years ago (laughs) or two months ago. Um, I don't know if it's because we were away. Anybody else feel that way? Is it yes? Oh, good. It's not just... Me. I don't know if it's because it fell on a Monday and then Sandra and I went away, you know, and now we're back. And, as, you know, I was looking this morning, it's, it's the 7th. No, it's got to be the 27th. It can't be the 7th. It can't, it can't have just started. Um, gosh. And I don't know if you're like me. You know, God has a sense of humor. I know he does. Because the name of this message this morning is Stop. So our flight is delayed yesterday. We were away last week. We get in late. I had some stuff. I wanted to get ready for this. And we got in late. I got here this morning and the network wasn't working. The printer wasn't working. And it's like, and, you know, I thought, no, I really want them to have an outline this morning. And it's important that they have an outline and and everything is just, and here I'm going to preach a message on stop. (laughs) God has been doing something in me, and, and hopefully you're in the same place. We'll see. Um, and, you know, I kind of outlined it a little bit last week. I've really been working on my heart about Lakeway and this coming year. You know, I spent, some of you know, all of last year, I, I, uh, twice a month I was at Denton Baptist Association. We were doing a course on ch- church strategic planning and all that stuff. It was a whole year long. Finally all clicked together in December and I'm kind of chomping at the bit like, oh man, I just can't wait to get going with Lakeway and how do we better reach our community? How do we help you achieve your spiritual goals? And I'm just chomping at the bit and I can't wait to get going. And, and then God says, stop. Does anybody make any New Year's resolutions? Does anybody do that anymore? Yeah, a few. No, but I think most people have goals, don't they? You know, the new year is a natural time to just kind of reevaluate things and, and, and you've got goals. And, and like I say, if you're anything like me, it's kind of like, it's the seventh already. It's 2024, pedal to the metal. Let's get this year going and boom, off you go. But no. <laughs> ah, before we start, diving into the new year, we have to stop. Now, here's why it's important to stop. You don't want to get into the rinse and repeat lifestyle. You know, on the bottle of shampoo, I don't really care, but some of you do. I don't know why. Always, do they still say rinse and repeat? I don't know if they just want to sell more product or what. You know, like wash your hair, clean it out, and then wash your hair again and clean it out. 
it doesn't say rinse and repeat and stop after two. It just says rinse and repeat. So how long do I go till the bottle's empty? But we can get into a rinse and repeat lifestyle. For instance, you might have set your goal, New Year here. You want to lose the 10 pounds that you gained over the holiday. Anybody gain 10 pounds over the holiday? You don't have to put your hands up. But is that the right goal? I mean, sometimes it's better to just stop and, and think about a bigger picture. Maybe the right goal isn't to simply lose 10 pounds. Maybe the, the right goal is to develop a healthy lifestyle. And not get caught in the rinse and repeat, you know, I'm going to lose 10 pounds this year. Next Christmas, I have to lose 10 pounds. Here's where it goes wrong. And if you're, for all you people that are younger, let me give you a heads up. You gain 10 pounds over Christmas and you think, I'm going to lose that after Christmas. But you don't. You might lose some of it. So at the end of next year, you got 15 pounds to lose. And then at the end of the year after that, you got 20 pounds to lose. And then you get on the scale like I did this morning. I have never been this heavy in my life. It's a new record for me today. (laughs) And every year, you know, I'm going to lose a few pounds. I'm going to lose a few pounds. I'm going to lose a few pounds. But you get caught in this rinse and, and repeat lifestyle because... You're always chasing after the urgent and you haven't made the change that really needs to be made. Um, Finances. A lot of people after the holiday, they're thinking, man, I I just got to get that thousand dollars paid off that I spent over the holiday. I just, you know, and that becomes the urgent thing. Get that, get that money paid off. But is, is that the right goal or is the better goal to get a financial plan in place that has a buffer zone and everything else that you need so that you don't constantly, every year, have to get that money paid off because it's the exact same principle, rinse and repeat. You finish this year, you're a thousand bucks in debt. I'll get that paid off, but you don't. So next year, you're 1,200 in debt. And the year after that, you're 1,500. And then you're 5,000. And then you're 10,000. Maybe you've got a goal to work on a relationship. You want to smooth out that last little spat that you had. You need to get that put right. But is that the right goal? Maybe you first need to stop and think, why are we always having spats? What's the bigger deal that needs to be sorted out here? I need to stop before I jump right in and try and fix the problem. Because <laughs> you get caught in this Trap of the urgent and the immediate. Rinse and repeat. I need to lose those 10 pounds. I need to get that debt paid. I need to sort that relationship out. This job situation that I've got. I I just got to jump. All those things are true. But it's important not to be driven by the tyranny of the urgent and the immediate. And at this time of the year, it's easy to get caught in that trap. The rinse and repeat cycle. First We need to stop. And I want to talk about stop this morning. Because Satan wants you in that rinse and repeat cycle. I mean, if he can't get you to be bad, and I think most people here, we try to live our lives, right? We're all, you know, we're all broken, right? We all mess up. But we do try to live our lives right for the most part, I hope. And if Satan can't get you there, he's going to keep you busy. He's going to keep you wound up. He's going to keep you anxious. He's going to keep you in fear. He's going to keep you worried about things. He's going to keep you running around like the hamster in the wheel. 
Because he can't get you another way, so he's going to get you that way. Anxious, tense, stressed, bad-tempered, worried, distracted, busy. Gosh, I sound like I'm talking about myself. (laughs) So this morning, I want us to just take an opportunity to stop. This is actually going to be a couple of weeks here. And reevaluate how we are going to go about 2024. Now, I'm going to be up front with you. I wish I had a wonderful sermon this morning that would equip you with all the answers to your problems. But I don't. However, I know someone that does. And I mean, this guy can really help. He comes with the greatest of references. All my best friends go to him. My wife spends a lot of time with him. And I call on him all the time. And he's never let me down. And of course, you know I'm talking about the Lord, right? Now, here's the problem that I want to put out there this morning, and it's a real problem. Too often, we go about life, especially this time of the year, with all of its worries, all of its concerns, all of its challenges, all of its opportunities, our wants, our needs, our plans, but we have not really taken the time to stop and seriously consult the Lord on what He wants, His plans. His goals for our lives, for Lakeway, for this year. So let me ask you a question. And this is for you online too. I want you to consider this. How many set a goal this year to hear more clearly from the Lord? I see a hand get raised up. Mine didn't. Lord, I need to hear you more clearly this year. Before I start running into this year with my plans and my purposes and my goals and my, 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 I need to stop and I need to get before the Lord and I need to come to the Lord and say, what are your plans, God? I'm not here to get you to fit with my plans. I think as I read through the Bible somewhere, I was supposed to fit with your plans. You know, all of my prayers and all of my thoughts and all of my stuff is all about me and how you're going to work through my plans. Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all your heart. With all your heart. Everything. Do not depend on your own understanding. That one is really difficult, isn't it? Because we naturally depend on our own understanding. We take information from the world around us and we make decisions and judgments based on that information. And that's our understanding. And and here, you know, the, the Bible is telling us, do not depend on your own understanding. Seek his will in all you do and he will show you which path to take. He will show you which path to take. Now, this is not a New Year thing. This is a lifestyle thing. If we consistently fail to do this, we will live frustrated, anxious, misdirected lives because we're going our way, asking God to fit our way instead of going His way and molding ourselves to His way. Always harried, always busy, often stressed, and typically feeling guilty. Am I talking to anybody? Maybe? Yeah? I'm not the, please tell me I'm not the only one. (laughs) 
Psalm 127, 1 and 2 says, Unless the Lord builds the house, the work of the builders is wasted. Unless the Lord protects a city, guarding it with sentries will do no good. It is useless for you to work so hard from early morning until late at night, anxiously working for food to eat, for God gives rest to his loved ones. Anybody in here one of God's loved ones? Raise your hand if you're one of God's loved ones. Don't be shy. So it doesn't matter what you did, whether you raised your hand or not, you are one of God's loved ones. That's just the way it is. He loves each and every one. You're one of his loved ones. He wants to give you rest, but you get rest by first coming to God, putting aside your agenda, your needs, your wants, and saying, God, what's the plan? So this morning, I want to give us a roadmap to help us stop, first seek the Lord for his plans, his purpose daily. This is a tool. This comes from a devotional that... That my old pastor up in Canada shared with uh, Sandra and I and a group of small group leaders back in 19... Do you remember? We were talking about this. What was the date, Sandra? Do you remember? 1995. Scott Joy. 1995. Now think about that. How many years ago was that? A long time, right? I still remember it. And when I thought about this sermon, I talked to Sandra. She pulled out the notes. Here's the notes from the thing that we did in 1995. God had a sense of humor back then, too. We were going out of town. Scott had set up this retreat in the, uh, I think it was in the foothills of the Rocky Mountains. We lived in Alberta. And we're driving out there. With, you know, all the small groups leaders are going to be out there. It's a weekend retreat, and he's done a lot of planning. And my little black car, my Chevy Spectrum. Back in those days, I didn't know about timing belts and that you're supposed to change them. (laughs) And the car stopped. The engine blew up. Sandra gets to go there. I get to go back to Airdrie where we lived and trying to get the car fixed. And I get out there the next day and she tells me, Oh, we just had this absolutely fantastic thing about just stopping and taking time with God. And I'm thinking, (laughs) and here I am this morning (laughs) going to teach on it. And it's like, (laughs) he's tapping my shoulder. I know he is. (laughs) So Scott called this T-A-W-G, your time alone with God. All right. Each step has a premise. A premise is a thought, an idea. You go to the next, there there you go. A principle, that's the scriptural basis for the premise. A purpose, why is this important? A prayer, God, what are you saying to me in this? And a prompt, what is my response to this? So step one of the time alone with God, is ask God to slow me. That's the premise. That's the premise this morning. By asking God to slow us, we admit that the pace of life, of our lives, is dangerous to our spiritual 
health. Now think about that. The pace of life is dangerous to your spiritual health. Do you ever think about your spiritual health? You know, if you've been around Lakeway for, for any time, you've, you've heard me talk about ESP. Actually, I jump ahead here. Let me do the scriptures. This begins with God and ends with God. That's the ask God to show me is the premise. What was the second P? Principle, that's the scripture. Zephaniah 3.17. For the Lord your God is living among you. God's in the room. He is a mighty savior. He will take delight in you with gladness. With his love, he will calm all your fears. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. What a sweet verse, isn't it? It comes across to me like a mother and a baby. You know, you just see the look of a mother when she's got her baby in her arms. I mean, it's just love, joyful songs. That's how God thinks of you. Now, Satan will try and trick you. He's the one about all about condemnation. We're going to talk about this a little bit further on, not this morning. But he comes to us and he condemns us so that we feel we, we don't deserve that God would t- take delight in us, that he would rejoice over us with, with songs. It's like, God, not me. Do you know me? He says, yeah, I know you. I love you. I care about you. I sing about you. Can you imagine that? Just imagine that for a second. God up in heaven singing a song with your name in it. He's walking through the garden somewhere singing a song with your name in it. Awesome. He will rejoice over you with joyful songs. Psalm 46.10 says, Be still and know that I am God. So like I was saying, if you've been around Lakeway for any time, you've heard me talk about ESP. Emotional health, spiritual health, and physical health. So I've got three circles for you. Oh, we, did I miss one? Go back one? There you go. It's going to be hard for you, this one. <laughs> now, this is not a sermon about this, but I want to talk about this for a minute. Have a little bit of fun. Three circles. There are seven groups of people. There are seven segments in those three circles. Can you see that? I should have made those lines a little bolder. Next slide. You've got the emotionally strong. You've got the spiritually strong. And you've got the physically strong. And all seven segments are iterations of, of, of those three things. Now, please note, there's a big difference between being strong and being healthy. And we're looking to be healthy, but right now we're We're talking about the emotionally strong, the spiritually strong, and the physically strong. Next slide, please. If you are spiritually strong, but lack both the emotional and the physical strength, you're a monk. You're one of those people that just wants to be with God all the time, but you don't want to be with anyone else. You don't want to talk to anyone else. You don't want to do anything. You just want to spend all of your time locked away, just you and God. Kind of useless. If you are physically strong, but lack both emotional and spiritual strength, you're probably a jock. You're going, 
you don't know why. <laughs> you don't know where. You don't know when to stop. And no one is going to catch you. Because you're just gone. You're, you're just, yeah, but there's no spiritual strength. There's no emotional strength in it. It's just, yeah. Anybody know people like that? Don't raise your hands. <laughs> if you're going somewhere, sorry. And if you're emotionally strong but lack spiritual and physical strength, you're a hippie. <laughs> Everything's cool, man. You're not doing anything. There's no depth to you, but everything is just cool. <laughs> now, if you're both physically strong and spiritually strong, but you lack emotional strength, you tend to be one of those gung-ho Christians, we all know these, who burn out quick and constantly waver back and forth with their emotions because... You know, they've, they've got the spiritual part of it. Oh, yeah, 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 I've been reading my Bible. I've been praying. It's all good. And, 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 you know, they've got the energy for it, but they don't have the emotional wherewithal. So they're just one of these people, hey, Pastor Mike, I think we should, I think, you know, we, we, should, we should be doing this, Pastor Mike. Oh, no, maybe not. No, I just don't. No. Yeah, we should. It's just, oh, and we know those people. If you're both spiritually and emotionally strong but lack the physical strength, you tend to be bossy, guilt-driven, and tired because you've got the prayer, you've consulted God, you're thinking about it, you just don't have the energy to do it. You're one of those people that get people all the time that come to you, hey, Pastor Mike, we should be doing... And the idea is great, sound. And it's like, well, do it then. Well, no, I just thought we should be doing this. I want to give you, to, you, you, you should be doing. It's like, nah. But then they feel guilty because they're not doing it. Emotionally, they're there. Spiritually, they're there. They just don't have the energy for it. And if you're physically and emotionally strong but lack physical strength, you tend toward pride, you tend towards judging, and you're driven. Man, I just do everything at that church. If that church just, if, if I wasn't at that church, man, they would just be falling apart. They're just lucky I'm there. You've got the ideas, you've got the stamina to carry it forward, but you lack the spiritual discernment that you need. So you look down on others who do not match your intellectual prowess and your energy. And you judge them for not keeping up with you. But this is not about being strong. This is about being healthy. And you are healthy when you get to that sweet spot right in the middle. You've got spiritual strength, physical strength, and emotional strength. Right there, you've got connection with God. You've got conviction on what God is calling you to do. There's construction going on. God's working on you. He's building you. He's building the people around you. You've got the stamina, the endurance, the purpose, and the peace to just keep moving forward. It's a sweet, sweet spot. And, and that's where we all need to be heading. And my prayer is that God is, is moving each and every one of us into that, that place. Now... Let me ask you a question. If you were to rate yourself 1 to 10 in each of these areas, emotional, spiritual, and physical health, how are you doing? Where do you need to do some work? Now, here's the deal. Stop. Don't rate yourself. 
yet. Ask God to slow you. And he will show you. You see, we need to see these things through his perspective, not our perspective. I can rate myself on a scale of 1 to 10. I'm pretty great. But seeing it... You need to laugh that loud. (laughs) But seeing it through God's eyes is, is where we need to see it. We need to see the scriptural, the spiritual perspective on this. Now, there's a caveat to this. It's an important caveat. Sometimes a person that has spiritual strength and emotional strength, but lacks physical strength because they're sick or they're old. That doesn't mean that they're tired, guilty, and bossy. I mean, if there's a pedigree there, you know, man, I just don't do that anymore. Those, I mean, if they're still spiritually strong and emotionally strong, those are the people you want to talk to because they're wise. They've been there, but they've got past that point in their lives. This is why God puts elders in place at a church. This is why it's good for groups to be mixed instead of all young people or all old people because we feed off of one another. The older people are supposed to teach the next generation who are supposed to teach the next generation. So there's a caveat to this. Now, all of this, this is the world according to Pastor Mike, all right? There's no scientific evidence for any of this. But it is my observation. Now, here's the thing. We need to know where we are emotionally, spiritually, and physically from God's perspective, not ours. That's why it is important to ask God to slow us and to invite God to restore our spiritual perspective. That's the prayer in this. God, would you slow me? Would you restore to me a spiritual perspective? I need to see these things that that I want to rush into this, this year through your eyes. Where am I at spiritually, God? Where am I at physically? I know that. Where am I at emotionally? God, what do you think I should work on? What are your plans for me this year? Slow me, God. Let me see. We invite God to restore our spiritual perspective. It gives us his perspective. I mean, there's so many things that can drown out the voice of God. You know, the the, the volume of life's concerns... We were on a cruise last week and on a cruise ship this time yesterday. And then, you know, you come back, you got your flight and I did that recorded message and I had some people respond to the recording. Would love to be in a virtual small group, Pastor Mike. And, and then, uh, you know, while I've got a connection on my phone, I get a phone call about somebody who's sick and oh my gosh, I write that down. And, and the, the, there's just so many things. And he's just running. Literally, this morning, I came out of my office. You know, the printer's not working. And, and I'm walking up this hallway here with, with all the notes in my hand to give to the guys. And I had to stop in the hallway down there. 
I just had to stop. Thank God. I need to hear from you. I'm just running into this thing. I'm running into this thing about stopping. It's the volume of life's concerns. Are you with me? When we ask God to slow us, it helps us to rest in God. Sometimes we just need to rest, don't we? Just... And when you rest in God, it helps you to discern his voice. You tune into his voice. And the prayer, Lord, I need to more clearly hear your voice. Real simple. The prompt here, slow down and listen. Be still in the presence of the Lord and wait patiently for him to act. We're going to go to communion. There are four parts to this, and I was going to do all four this morning. And I'm glad God just kind of got hold of me and and stopped me and said, no, just do the one and stop. Don't rush through it just to get through it so you can get to the next thing, which I think we tend to do. So, prayer, God, would you slow me? I need to rest in you. I need to tune into your voice. I know there are so many things I need to get done. There are so many things that I need to rush into. But God, first, would you just slow me down so I can hear? Amen? Amen? Amen. Now, I've been such rushed. We're having communion. Mo, are you leading communion or am I leading communion? You're leading communion. Good man. Come on up, sir. <laughs> Which is awesome because I can slow down right now and spend time with God. <laughs> test, test. There we are. I could have used that this morning. I was rushing through everything I did and didn't give justice to any one thing that I was trying to accomplish. Can y'all relate to that a little bit? And you know what? When we come to this table that's been set for us, wow, what a responsibility. We need to slow down and examine what's in here before you can ever partake of either one of these symbols you need to go to God 1 John 1 9 if I confess my sins he is faithful and just to forgive us our sins and to cleanse us from all unrighteousness man what a promise but you gotta accept that you gotta do that as I was teaching class this morning, I don't want to get too in-depth. The people that are going to help me with this can come on up while I'm talking. We were going, we're in a study, 1 Corinthians by Max Licato. He's got some really great words that apply to today, and he wrote this book in 2018. 
Let me read just a small portion and see if this really hits home with you like it did me. You know what? What our change, what our problem is, is sin. When we're not in communion with God, not this communion, but every day, every minute communion with God. Why is that? Our problem is sin. It's not finances, not budgets, not overcrowded prisoner drug dealers. Our problem is sin. We are in rebellion against our Creator. We are separated from our Father. We are cut off from the source of life. A new president or policy won't fix it. Is that applicable to today or what? It can only be solved by God. That's why the Bible uses drastic terms like conversion, repentance, and lost and found. And listen to this. Society may renovate, but only God recreates. Here is a practical exercise to put the truth into practice. The next time an alarm goes off in your world, ask yourself three questions. Is there any unconfessed sin in my life? Are there any resolved conflicts in my world? And are there unsurrendered worries in my heart? Because when you come to this table, you need to have none of those things on your mind. When you sit down at the table with the Lord, it's like you going to dinner and not washing your hands. You walk up to sit down at the table, and I can just picture the Lord looking at you and going, you want to go take care of that before you come up here. This is important. It is so important that he told his disciples, I'm not doing this again until I come back. But do this in remembrance of me. So I'm going to say a prayer right now, and I want y'all to think of those things. Ask God to bring to your mind what you need to tell him and get right before you come and partake of these symbols. Because we don't want you to partake them in a way that's not worthy of what they are. This is important. There's a reason why this is in the front. There's a reason why we only do this every once a, you know, once a month, because we need to focus, laser in on what the true meaning of this table has for us. And you know what? It's not only that he died and was rose again, his body was broken, and he shed his blood. But hey, guess what? We win in the end. We get to partake of this in another time when we're with the Lord. What a glorious feast that will be. So let's pray. And think about those things right now. Lord Jesus, we humbly come before you. We know we might not think of every little thing right now, and that's okay. But the things you do bring to mind, let us confess to those to you right now. So that we come and get the bread, and we come and get the fruit of the vine. That it will be done only focusing on you. We thank you and we'll give you praise for that. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, we're gonna, I'm going to hand these out to, the, to everyone here. And what you'll do is you'll come up and get your, your I don't know what we got today, 
we got little pieces of bread and grape juice. Get those, go back to your seat, and then we'll take them together, okay? Get the symbols and go back to your seat. While you do that, try not to focus on things of the day. Try to only focus of that cross that's behind me. But how that when Jesus came, gave his life upon a cross, he reached his hands out, and that's how much he loved us, that he died for us.
You know, God is so good that he loves, like I told you earlier in the service, if he could just, if he would have died for one person, he would have died for you. And he hopes that no one doesn't come not to know him, that they know him as their personal savior. If you have any questions of that at all, please see one of uh See Pastor Mike, see me, or one of the elders, and we'd be glad to talk with you about that and set you on a path that we know is better than the worldly path because who will recreate you, not reinvent you. Isn't that a great blessing for him to do? Okay, now we're going to go, the guys that are going to take up the offering, if you'll come on up here. We're going to pass the bag around. <laughs> I always think of, can't think of the word. We're going to pass the bag around. And you know what? God doesn't want you to put everything you have in there. He wants you to be in that bag. He doesn't need your money. You know, we as weak people here need that to survive. Well, God wants you to give back to him a portion that he's blessed you with. We can never outgive God. He told us that. And that he would fill up our storehouses to where they burst out of the top. So we're going to go to the Lord and thank him for that opportunity right now. And also, those little cards I told you about at the first of service, if you would put those in the bag as they come around so we can know that you're a visitor and also know if you have a prayer request that we can pray for you about. So let's pray. Lord God, you're so good. You just... I know you bless my life just unbelievably, and I don't deserve any of it. But, Lord, thank you for that, and we want to give back to you a portion of how you've blessed us so that your work can carry on so someone else can know about you. We thank you and give you praise. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, as as they're passing the bag, I don't have a bulletin right here, but... There's a lot of things in the bulletins going on. Please look at that. And if I'm not mistaken, where's, is John Fry here sitting here somewhere? He's over there. Okay. What's the date on Kairos? It's the 15th through the 18th. It says the 22nd through the 25th. But that's not that's not the correct date. It's the 15th. The, what he said. Now, there's other things going on. Next weekend, we got the men's breakfast. All you guys, you know, cholesterol-free. Anyway, I can't say that with a straight face. But come and have some good food and some great fellowship. And uh, hear a word.
from someone that will inspire you for the next day. Lakeway Men's Retreat. Today's the first day, guys. You can sign up. You can see breakfast on a uh, Bob back there. And uh, he'll get you signed up. I think Kevin can do it as well. Or you can do that fancy thing up there with your phone that I can never figure out. You can do that and sign up. Please do that. You don't know how many lives have been changed, how many people have come to know the Lord, and the fellowship and camaraderie of men together. Man, we'll praise and worship. We'll learn some good stuff. And you'll leave on a mountain experience that you have to keep going. You can't just leave it there. You've got to bring it back and share it with your family and your friends. So please, if you can, sign up today. If you don't have the funds to do that, let them know. And we have people that will help with that. We want every man to go if he can. It's a great time. Now, we've already took up our offering. But as we leave... There's a, we do this as tradition. Every time we have communion, we take up an offering. It doesn't go anything to the church. It just goes to help people that are in need. Somebody will come here and say, man, I lost my job. I can't pay my light bill. That's what this stuff is for. That's why we do it. Somebody needs some groceries. We'll get them groceries. But every penny you can give as you leave is appreciated. God will use it. He will multiply it. He will always brings in the people that need it. It's, it's amazing. You can ask Pastor Mike or Kelly. Somebody always shows up, and it's just about the exact amount that y'all have been generous enough to give. So think of that as you leave. I'll tell you what. Won't everybody stand up? We're going to do jumping jet. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> I want to say a blessing. And as we go, smile. Shake someone's hand and say, God, tell them that God loves you and make their day just a little bit better by you being able to talk to them. Let's pray. May the Lord bless you and keep you. May the Lord shine his face upon you and give you peace. And all of God's children said, amen. amen. Y'all have a great week.